it shows you how contentious this whole area is. And of course it's contentious. It's a trillion dollar industry. Hi, I'm John Sullivan with the 401k Specialist, and this is the 401k Specialist Podcast. Few, if any, know ERISA better than Marsha Wagner. The high-profile attorney is the go-to person to explain complex regulatory guidance to the lay person. One reason the law firm she founded is so successful. We asked her what's keeping her up at night, and her answer was not what we expected, but insightful as always. Wagner clues us in on rollover regulation, ESG, and an important milestone in her career. Marsha, when it comes to rollovers and all that's happened recently, what should advisors really know? I think that an advisor needs to know whether he or she is a fiduciary and that more likely than not, uh, the advisor is a fiduciary. And if that's the case, uh, the advisor really needs to know how best to proceed so as not to run afoul of the new prohibited transaction exemption dealing with rollovers. Can you give us the Reader's Digest version of the PTE? It gets confusing for a lay journalist, and I have to imagine that advisors are confused as well. Absolutely. The issue with the fiduciary rule is one of incredible complexity. And I would say governmental overreach, then underreach, then confidence, then incompetence, and really internecine warfare of a political nature embedded in a regulatory initiative. Uh, Just where we ERISA folks like to be, (laughs) not. Uh, In 1975, when the regulations defining who was an ERISA advice fiduciary first came out, shoot, the only types of real plans out there were defined benefit pension plans. There were the odd defined contribution, usually money purchase pension plans, but in general, the standard, the prototypical, no pun intended, uh, plan was a defined benefit plan. So the five-part test to determine if you were an investment advice fiduciary was almost intuitive or intuitively obvious. It was one, do you render investment advice one, for a fee, on a regular basis, pursuant to a mutual agreement or understanding that it is going to be a, not the, but a primary basis on, on which people would rely and is it particularized to the plan demographic or to the specific plan participant. If the answer was yes to all five, then voila, you were an investment advice fiduciary subject to uh, the, the, the duties, the roles and the responsibilities of a fiduciary under ERISA. Um, that is less applicable and less helpful in a defined contribution context than the old defined benefit context. And what many people would try to do is prove they weren't a financial advisor in fiduciary capacity by saying, oh, of these five factors, I don't hit regularity, I don't hit mutuality, I don't hit whatever, and and hence I'm not a fiduciary advisor. The Department of Labor didn't like that, and there was an awfully complicated rigmarole with respect to the fiduciary rule, which unless you have some burning desire to know, I will not get into. Uh, And currently, uh, 
there is an exemption outstanding for fiduciary advisors uh, that want to engage in rollovers. They very much still follow this five-part test uh, with a, high, a heightened degree of emphasis, really, on um, doing that which is in the best interest of the plan participant and a focus on the duty of loyalty. So it's a, um, an interesting area and one in which I think uh, people that are highly involved in or engaged in the practice of rollovers really have to keep apprised of. With the fits and starts of the fiduciary rule that we've seen in the past few years, is that typical of this type of regulation or is this new and un unprecedented? I got to tell you, it's highly atypical. It shows you how contentious this whole area is. And of course, it's contentious. It's a trillion dollar industry. It's a trillion dollar industry where the margins are compressed and under attack. So any place um, market margins won't be necessarily is a place of great interest to the regulators and also to vendors in the area. It's, uh, it's highly atypical uh, from what I've seen, but I'm getting used to atypicality. As a top attorney, what keeps you up at night? And therefore, what should your clients be worried about? I worry about the civility of our society. The rules, the regulations, the laws by which we stand are creations of man on which our entire society has a general agreement and accord. And that is what keeps the system working and moving. If our collective understanding of what is right, what is reasonable, what is the law, what should be accorded respect, what should be accorded deference starts to unravel, and it is, I think that we are in for a very hard time. One of my most favorite artists is um, a singer, songwriter, poet, uh, who recently passed away uh, by the name of Leonard Cohen. And right before he died, he said that people won't be happy with what follows America, with what happens after America. And I didn't understand that when he said that maybe five years ago, but I think I'm starting to understand it now. So what keeps me up at night? It's not ERISA Section 404 or 406, so whether I can get a prohibited transaction exemption for a particular client, and by the way, clients out there, I can. <laughs> but rather, uh, what, where are we going? And will we all abide by what we all deem a reasonable rule of law? Marcia, switching gears, you once said that ESG is a fiduciary nightmare. Do you still feel this way, and has it gotten any better? That's also something that's been a ping pong uh, match, really depending on, on where you, what your political persuasion is, which again, should be scary. There should be some objective truths in this world. There should be some objective realities and there should be some objective standards. Uh, if uh, ESG uh, really, where you stand on ESG really depends very much on where you sit. And it's still a conundrum, and we're waiting for regulatory guidance from the Department of Labor in that respect. Are people rushing ahead dangerously, in your opinion, before it's figured out? I think people are, uh, in general, being somewhat cautious. 
you have an important anniversary coming up. Want to tell us about it? I started the Wagner Law Group in 1996 as a a 34, I think, year old woman. And uh, I never thought I'd make it past the first year. (laughs) Sure. Well, you certainly have. How big is the firm now? We uh, well now we're in our twenty fifth year and I'm very excited about it. We have forty lawyers. Our, our entire staff is about sixty uh, or somewhat more people. I think we have offices all over the country. We're considered a premier ERISA employee benefit executive compensation firm, and uh, really nothing makes me happier. Other, uh, I mean, obviously having children and and uh, being a good mother it obviously is is more important. But every aspect of my life has been improved and made better uh, by the fact that when I was what I consider an effective child at 34, I, I had the gumption to do what few others have done, which is, you know, start a law firm in an area that is not particularly um, susceptible to holding out a shingle. This isn't divorce law. This isn't estate planning. This is this is high level corporate and tax law effectively, which is what ERISA is. Uh, so starting a firm when there really weren't boutique law firms around, I, really, I was one of the first. Uh, it has been a wonderful journey. I tell people that I became, I was a good lawyer when I started the Wagner Law Group, but I was a partner at, at a pretty fairly major law firm. Uh, I was, you know, I was successful in quotes. I became an excellent lawyer when I when I started this firm, because you see things from the client side, you see how much um, legal bills really cost, you feel the pain of making payroll or making rent, you understand that um, if you're sick, you know, I'm a normal person, I get sick, clients don't care, the work has to get out. Here's to another 25. Well said. Well, fantastic. Marcia, that's exactly what we needed. Thank you so much for joining us. Do appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a great day.